Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence brought to you by Soapbox. We're in the business of social media and influencer marketing. So we talk to people every day who've built brands, fans, and followers. We're intrigued by the idea of influence. What makes certain people so compelling? Join us each and every week as we raise our glasses with captivating individuals and dig into what it means to develop a personal brand and have true influence. Cheers to real people and riveting stories. Hey, welcome to Social Proof, a podcast with Soapbox Influence. I am really excited to be back today with a little bit of a different episode where we will be cycling through a number of our team members from Soapbox and talking about our very favorite subject, which is, of course, influence. So first up, we have Nat. Would you introduce yourself, who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, I'm Natalia. I'm a project specialist and I work with influencers. So I hire them and all that good stuff. And you've been at Soapbox how long now? I think it's been a year, almost a year and a half. Okay. And you keep coming back and I'm so thrilled about that. (laughs) It's a great relief to all of us. Okay. So what inspired you to want to work at Soapbox and why did influencers sound like something you wanted to get involved with? Well, I discovered Soapbox with Megaphone Summit. Uh, we always joke about how I used to suck all of you before I worked here for like a year. Um, but I just really like the whole um, thing behind storytelling. I think that's so interesting and in how influencer marketing is helping so many brands tell their stories. Um, and I just I like how much it's growing and how much is changing. And I like staying up to date with all that stuff. And this is a perfect place to be to that. do that. Yeah. And you are an influencer yourself. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Opportunity (laughs) to self-promote. Yeah. Um, I just love creating content for brands. Um, I really like just kind of letting my, like, that's my creative outlet, just creating content, especially like flat lays and flat lays and all that stuff. So I think it's really fun um, just to get inspiration from other, other people creating content and then creating my own thing. So I think that's really interesting because I feel like you're you're up a creek with me at this point. I have like 20 questions for you, which is how it always goes. But I I feel like it's very interesting to hear you talk about that because I I think a lot of people are attracted to this idea of being an influencer because they think it's super glamorous. But you're talking about it as something that is a creative outlet and something that you really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, when they want to start creating content, all they think of is like, free stuff and money. And I mean, it's super appealing, but after a while of doing that, you really, you have to be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the free products or, or the money. Um, so I think I, that's why I think it's so interesting how much it's changing because I think after a while, people realize that it's not just about that stuff, that you actually have to love it. And it's just a way to help brands and mm-hmm. express yourself. So did you ever have a moment, because I feel like most people at some point in pursuing this influencer track experience, this moment where they took on a brand or a product and they just kind of said yes, because it became habitual. And then they were like, oh, I don't believe in this. This is not a fit. Have you yes. had anything like that? Yes. Um, you don't have to be specific. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> During the pandemic, I feel like, I mean, we were obviously all at home and I was bored and I was just creating content and I did so many posts for all these like skincare brands that it didn't even make sense that Mm -hmm. I was making that many posts because it was almost the same product, just a different brand. And Mm -hmm. I just kept talking about how like 
great the product was, but it didn't, at, at some point, like, um, followers are going to figure out mm-hmm. that there's no way that you're using all of this stuff right. and everything's working for you. Yeah. So that's kind of when I, when I was like, I don't need the, all of the free stuff. I want to work with brands that I'm actually passionate about yeah. and that I believe in. I think that's actually an awesome thing that happens to influencers. Cause once you go through that, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. got it. So how has that affected how you hire? And now that you're on the other side of the spectrum, engaging influencers to work on behalf of our clients. I love it when influencers write a long pitch for our campaigns. I think that is so important because I can tell that the content is going to reflect how mm-hmm. passionate they are about the brand, especially with brands that we work for with um, like Hims and Hers that we're doing right now mm-hmm. or Bob's Red Mail or Innovation. You can see the content. Um, you can see the difference when influencers mm-hmm. actually use the product and where they're, when they're um, loving the brand. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So last question, if you were to give the best hot tip to an influencer to get hired with Soapbox or to get to work with us consistently, what would you say? Communication is super important. So always stay on top of your emails. And um, sometimes I'll text some influencers or call them. I think that um, since a lot of our campaigns are seasonal, Mm -hmm. um, just staying on top of communicating with us. We know that things happen that we can't control, but just always let us know and stay open communication. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Nat, shameless plug. Give us your Mm -hmm. handle so people can come find you. It's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, viva.la.nat. Yeah. Like V-I-V-A dot. Yeah. Um, We'll put it in the show notes. My sister came up with it like three years ago. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) We got you. (laughs) Nat, thanks for joining today. No, thank you for having me. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Okay. So we are back with yet another soapboxer today. I'm really excited to dig in with Jillian. Can you talk a little bit about who you are, how long you've been at Soapbox and what you do? Yes. So um, happy to be here. Um, I was just telling you, this is the first time I've been on a podcast, Mike. <laughs> um, I've been at Soapbox now for about a year exactly, um, two days ago in a year. <laughs> um, and yeah, so pretty big move um, from journalism to coming to marketing, social media marketing, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, I've had a really great time at Soapbox so far. I'm so glad to hear that. This That's is an really- exciting time right here. <laughs> So talk a little bit about specifically what you did before and then what you do at Soapbox. So, yeah. So I made a move from journalism. Um, I worked at a news station for about three years. I was a producer. And um, I was just pretty much looking to change things up. Um, If anybody has ever experienced (laughs) production or um, working in news, it's crazy, especially the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just ready to make a move. Um, I went to school for communications and public relations. So I thought marketing is probably the next yeah. step right up my alley. <laughs> um, so yeah, I actually found out about you guys via LinkedIn and the podcast. I love that. Um, Great yeah. segue. <laughs> so I listened to your podcast and I was and like, here you are. oh my gosh, this is the best place to work. <laughs> I love it. We fooled you. Hold yes. that one over your eyes. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so I think one of the things that really attracted us to you originally was that having been a producer, you really understood how to wrangle various sources and track down information and sort of like keep chasing something until you can bring it home, which is really critical because as we say all the time, 
working with influencers is like herding cats. So how has that transferred for you into this role? Um, uh, A few different ways. Uh, Definitely the fast paced um, part of that work schedule um, really transfers over. I'm definitely always wanting to like keep up with everything and, and do that, Mm -hmm. which is a great skill to have. (laughs) Um, But also in some of the other projects I've worked on at Soapbox, um, specifically our Benville program, that was amazing. Um, I got to use a lot of those journalistic abilities um, and kind of tracking people down, Mm -hmm. um, really knowing who you want to talk to, knowing who your audience is. Mm -hmm. um, That's everything, which comes in handy. Yeah. Um, finding an influencer. So your role is slightly different in that a lot of our team members work with influencers on more short-term campaigns to promote a specific product, whereas you um, and the others on our social media team are actually doing social media management and producing repetitive content for a client on an ongoing basis. So how is that a little bit different for you, the influencers you work with and so on? Is it is it different for you from a hiring standpoint? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think with social media, you are kind of working for or looking for a very specific uh, mood or aesthetic. So a lot of times we can continue to like rehire people when we have <laughs> my microphone sleeping. It's fine. So I think that we can kind of rehire some of those people because we want that yeah. same aesthetic. Um, I think with influencers, you know, it's nice sometimes to get maybe like an ambassador situation where we're hiring the same person a few times, but you really want to look for something new. You always want to look for new talent um, and a different idea. Um, So yeah, it's a little bit different, but social media is really fun. So what's a, you work with a lot of clients again for a really evolved period of time. What's one of the best campaigns you've worked on or one of the clients you've enjoyed most? Um, I would say there's a few. I think, um, like I mentioned before, I worked on a campaign for the city of Bentonville, which was really fun to use my journalistic abilities and be able to interview people. Um, I was able to reach out to people kind of like I did my old job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had a lot of fun talking to all kinds of people um, and learning their stories, which is so fun for me. Um, but then I have definitely a couple different ones. I think Great Day Farms is, um, one of our social media clients. Love him. Uh, Jody is one of our (laughs) favorite clients. He really is. And so that, it, that really makes it so worth it. So you can come back to a client who's just amazing and a great product. Jody was just here with us. We're actually, obviously, um, we're kind of recording live today and having a little bit of party on the side. So it'll be interesting to me if our guests can hear our um, rowdy staff in the background giggling. But um, I think one of the things that's neat about Great Day Farms is, I mean, we're talking about hard-boiled eggs, right? Yes. There are two items that are packaged up, and they are pre-boiled packaged hard-boiled eggs. And we have had the great fortune of working with this client for a number of years now. Mm -hmm. We always kind of joke, like, there's only so much content you can produce about (laughs) hard-boiled eggs. And yet, here we are, year after year, week after week, day after day. So what is that like for you, keeping something fresh that could get very tired? Um, That's been interesting. That was actually really scary when I was like, oh, this is it. He was actually one of my first clients that I ever had starting at Soapbox. So I was like... Okay. Um, how do we make stuff with hard boiled eggs? Um, and you think of like two recipes, you're like, okay, you make deviled eggs like 4,000 times. Um, but one of the coolest things, and one of the things that's opened my eyes up to the influencer world is saying, Hey, we have this product that's two hard boiled eggs in a package. 
um, what do you do with it besides eat it and make it look like good? And um, I've been so surprised how many like recipes or ways that people use just these small items. And um, yeah, I mean, we've had a great time. We've made TikToks about hard-boiled eggs, which has also been interesting. Um, That's been a fun little behind the scenes in the office. Um, But yeah, it's just been, I love how creative everybody is and it's endless. For sure. Mm -hmm. It has been so fun to have you part of the Soapbox team. I know we just officially celebrated a year for you. So glad to have you, Jillian. Thank you. Thanks for joining. Hey, I'm back with yet another Soapboxer. Today, I am thrilled to have Tiff with us. Why don't you say who you are and what you do at Soapbox? Yes, I'm Tiff, also known as Tiffany and also known as Tiffles. You had to go there. Yep. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't give myself that name. Uh, Nate, our vice president, gave me that name one day and it stuck. He'll it's, be thrilled it made it to prime time. He'll be thrilled. Yes, <laughs> this is for Nate. Um, I've been at Soapbox for almost three years. It's crazy. Which is absolutely wild. Um, started on the insights team actually oh, that's right. for like two weeks yeah. and we then like, nope, they pivoted. <laughs> they were like this girl, no. So was on the insights team, then moved to the operations team where I was for probably two years mm-hmm. and then moved over to a sector of marketing where I ran the community of influencers as a whole and now I'm on the sales team. <laughs> I just really like wanted, home. yeah, it feels like home. I just really wanted to do it all. <laughs> and I think all of that prepped me to be able to sell. Oh, I agree. And now I'm able to give more details to clients than they probably need. I'm probably like, do you want so. to know the operations, like <laughs> how like, it no, runs? I'm good, like, thanks. No, I don't understand it. You're yeah. probably the only soapboxer who has migrated quite that much, which yeah. is kind of interesting. I think so. so I like it. Okay. So talk a little bit about that because, you know, when we talk about sales, probably most people, even influencers within our community yeah. don't really understand what we mean by that. So no. what's your job? Okay. My job, I'm still relatively new. But my job is to reach out to different brands who are at select retailers, even online, Mm -hmm. to have them sign up to run an influencer campaign. So I build the story. I build the puzzle. Give them ideas of, you know, what platforms do you want to be on? What kind of social media influencers do you want to use? You want to use moms? You want to use pets? Like (laughs) things of that sort. Um, And work with the client to build this vision that they might not know that they need. And <laughs> the ultimate description of sales, I yeah. feel. So. so it's it's different for every client, yeah. I will say, but it's a lot of fun. I'm for sure circling back to pets in a minute because I feel like we've got some great stories there. Yes. But I think it's interesting when you're talking to clients because, you know, for us, influencer marketing is not brand new, no. but a lot of times you're talking to brands who are pretty oh established and it's still brand new to them. It's like the Wild West. Oh. You want me to do what? Yeah. So... How do you tackle that? Um, I mean, it's hard. I won't <laughs> lie. But it's really fun to be able to kind of paint that picture for them. So working with, you know, an older clientele, I will say. So mm-hmm. um, someone who hasn't been on social media doesn't know the importance of it. I'm trying to say your product isn't on social media. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out why. And kind of it's it's interesting. Like I said, each client is different. So trying to get them to understand the importance of social media. And I think it kind of helps that I am a girl who is on social media all the time. And I can say, 
with a hundred percent honesty, I only buy things if an influencer tells mm-hmm. me to. Yeah. I bought this dress because an influencer honestly <laughs> You're the had an audience. Abercrombie haul and I was like, <laughs> I need that. Um, so I think just my personal viewpoints of it and bringing that to life and having the mm-hmm. operations background yeah. really helps me to be able to like build whatever they need mm-hmm. and to help them, I guess. I think that's really interesting because you probably, I mean, I know we encounter a lot of companies that kind of say, well, do people really listen to influencers? And you're able to say, absolutely, please look at my outfit. Absolutely. So how do you tackle that in addition to talking about your own purchases when someone's kind of, they're getting some pressure internally to try influencers or get into the social space, but they're just, they're not believers. Yeah. So an example recently I've had is I'm working with a vitamin brand and very brick and mortar, like Mm -hmm. no social media and their merchants came to them. and was like, we, they're Walmart merchants. And we're like, we want social media and we want Mm -hmm. this done. Right. And they're like, okay, well, where do we start? (laughs) Like our in-house marketing team does, you know, print or something of that Mm -hmm. sort. They don't have someone running social media. And if they do, it's usually an intern. Mm -hmm. And I can say with, you know, that honesty, an intern running a full social media campaign with influencers isn't going to turn out well. (laughs) Um, So I'm able to speak to those pain points, I feel like, and say, you know, I ran this. I know what Mm -hmm. this entailed and all that goes into it. And I know where I can see it in their face when I'm talking to them and saying like, like, they're like, oh, you understand my pain. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I'll take it away. Like, (laughs) I got you. (laughs) So let's 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 (laughs) let's (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's really interesting because we have so many clients who I think are like, oh no, we've got this. Influencers reach out to us all the time and we just handle it in-house. And I always see that moment as well where I'm like, and how is that going for you, right? I smile, nod, and I'm just like, you'll come back. You'll come back. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about pets because I think that space is one of the most fun evolutions of our company. And I feel like you were on the front lines of a lot of it and actually experiencing, um, I think dogs emailed you. Is that kind of how that went? I'd like to think that they did. So, (laughs) yes, so it was probably my first few months at Soapbox and we got Blue Buffalo as a Mm -hmm. client. It was We were so excited, but we were in a frenzy. We didn't have any pet influencers. Mm -hmm. So we're out there recruiting. So I was DMing people from my personal account, like, hey, you can trust me. (laughs) I work at an influencer agency. Um, Would you want to be on a campaign for Blue Buffalo? You look at my page, there's nothing about Blue Buffalo. Right. So they're like, what? You seem suspicious. (laughs) You look like you're 12. What are you talking about? So it was really really interesting. But I did build that up with the help of the team. Um, Yeah. And did that for dogs mm-hmm. and cats yes. for different campaigns. But yeah, people would email me back in the tone of their animal. Right. So like the sign off would be like, woof. Right. And then the dog's name. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Cool. You're yeah. in deep. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's impressive. So that's why I was yeah. like, I'd like to think it was them. It makes it more fun. But the, <laughs> in the difference between cat and dog influencers are just wild. <laughs> It's so funny. I never thought I would be in a professional viewpoint to say that, but it's weird. They, they're very different. They take on the personas of their animals. Yeah. We've got to hear. Yeah, we did. Dig into it. you like, dogs are very bubbly. Their influencers are very bubbly, very excited to work with you. Cats were like, tail we're swagging. here, we're working and that's it. We're laughing, but it's true. This is my reality of my job for a while. And so it was 
really funny. But yeah, it was a it was a time that was probably one of my those were probably some of my favorite campaigns. And I still being on sales, I still talk to some of those dog Dogs. influencers. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. I like them. <laughs> so favorite pet you worked with? Uh, best boy Brody. He's a, <laughs> um, he's a German Shepherd and. I'm not exactly sure his condition, but he now has a sister, but their faces are like a little um, deformed. And okay. so they they have like 500,000 followers on Instagram. That's amazing. So they, um, their owner, Amanda, she didn't email me as right. the dog. She was okay. Amanda. This is um, something of a relief. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but she was one of, my, she was my pet or my favorite pet influencer to work okay. with. And so- I'll still say hi every now and then. Just be like, how's it going? But it's really Give fun. my best to best boy Brody. <laughs> Give my best to Brody. Yeah. Okay. Really I said last question, but I have one more for you. Okay. Um, and this is a little bit unfair, but um, because I told you I wouldn't ask you this and now I am. Here we are. Um, but Give us just the most ridiculous or funniest moment that you've encountered in communicating or working with influencers. I mean, names can be changed or ignored to protect okay. the innocent. I won't say names. <laughs> I mean, there is a ton of things. <laughs> so like I told you over two years, you know, so it different things every single day. Like it does sound like it becomes repetitive emailing influencers day in and day out, but I mean, there is something new. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. <laughs> um, there were times, you know, when we are reporting to a client and, you know, deadlines need to be met or something, like it, it's just absolutely wild the things that people will say to get out of it. I felt like a <laughs> my teacher. My dog ate my homework. Yeah, kind like of. I felt yes. like a teacher and I was like, where's your assignment? Turn it in. And they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, my dog died. It was an influencer. And so things like that, like, you know, that was bad, but like yes. there were certain things of people who were like, <laughs> who were like, um, they just would make things up and you mm-hmm. knew that they were, I mean, other times I know family emergencies oh, happen, sure. yeah. obviously, but there were things that would, you know, people would be like, Oh, sorry. Like I was struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, I can't think of anything off the top of my head because I did it for two years. So there's mm-hmm. just so many things. But to counteract that, I did have a lot of great influencers, for a lot sure. of great relationships built and got to see the professional side of mm-hmm. influencer that I didn't realize was there before and realized, you know, what a hustle it is. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. For sure. And that's why I'm not an influencer. Well, we'll sign you off with Woof and (laughs) thanks for your time. Of course. (laughs) Hello, Jordan. Hey. (laughs) I'm really excited to have you here today. Why don't you introduce yourself? So, Jordan, like you said, um, (laughs) I'm relatively new at Soapbox. I started in June. Loving it. Um, Yeah, it's so great. I always say, I'm just happy to be here. Like, I'll do anything. (laughs) You do. Um, But so I was a teacher for three years before um, Soapbox. And I always say, like, this job just kind of fell into my lap. And it's been perfect. Um, But I taught special education. So big transition. Yes. But I was just ready for a change. I love that. Yeah, it's been great. So you're about three months Mm -hmm. in the role. And I think it's very interesting. You're one of our newer staff members, but I also hear you in our staff meetings weekly, like doing a significant amount of reporting and sounding like you've been here forever. So what was it like making the leap from special education and the education field in general, way over to what seems like something so different? 
Yeah. So I've always been passionate about education, specifically with individuals with exceptionalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as an Enneagram 7 wing 8, <laughs> hey, big advocate. <laughs> yeah, big advocate. And so um, I feel like now with my role influencer facing, mm-hmm. working directly with those influencers, I do kind of get to be an advocate. Yeah. Um, I love vetting them and recruiting them and seeing their stories mm-hmm. and seeing their content and being like, they're perfect for this. You yeah. know, like their pitch is great. Um, it has been a big transition. I kind of say to my <laughs> friends, like, I'm not in jail all day, you know, cause as a teacher, it's like, yeah. you can't go to the bathroom. You yeah. can't eat lunch. You can't mm-hmm. leave. And it's like, wait, I'm allowed to leave to yeah. like go to the doctor. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, <laughs> no, it's been great. I feel like it was the transition that I needed mm-hmm. um, at just the right point in my life. I think something that you said is interesting, also a seven, eight, and I think inherently most sevens are connectors, right? Mm-hmm. We love to kind of almost match make and yeah. say, you need to know you, let me facilitate and then let me kind of stand back and see what happens. Yeah. So you're getting to really lean into that. Mm-hmm. What's that like for you? Um, like I kind of touched on, I feel like one of my favorite parts about being a project specialist is the recruiting mm-hmm. um, and the outreach. So right now we're doing a big NBA program mm-hmm. um, for apparel at Target. And it has been so fun reaching out to higher level influencers mm-hmm. um, and emailing their managers yeah. and just kind of doing all that. So it really is kind of like that matchmaking. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. And then do you, I mean, I would think you have a little bit of a sense of kind of parental pride when mm-hmm. you see an influencer's work come to fruition on a campaign. So can you talk about something you've seen that you've loved? Yeah, for sure. So I'm kind of partial towards the campaigns that have kids. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, they're just stinking cute. <laughs> um, and so recruiting moms or parents that have kids, getting to see that mm-hmm. content is so fun. I think they're all just so creative, seeing all of the different ideas. But one that I've been really passionate about is this Gerber campaign that we're working on. And so um, it's not even live yet, but we've been recruiting and whatnot. And so I kind of made a point to recruit um, babies or kids that had exceptionalities because I'm like, diversity is awesome. You know, like we always want to be diverse, but I think inclusion is a totally different ballgame. And so um, I just thought that that would be cool. And so we have a handful of babies that have, you know, differences and it's, I'm so excited. That's really exciting. It'll be fun for people, I think, to see hear you talk about it and then see that campaign come to life. So I love that you touched on diversity Mm -hmm. and inclusion and belonging. These are things that we really lean into. And I think um, I'm proud of our team, I think, for sort of advocating these things Mm -hmm. um, in advance of it becoming the norm. And um, I think outside of receiving pressure to do so, yes, our mics are just leaving us. It's just a thing. It's fine. And then we talk louder. And I think actually it may be a subtle tactic because I cackle so much and I'm destroying eardrums over here. But so talk to me a little bit about that because we we have kind of put a line in the sand and said that when we um, execute programs at Soapbox, we're going to ensure a certain mm-hmm. amount of influencers of color and diversity and inclusion. We're going to prioritize those things on right. behalf of our clients, regardless of whether they bring it up. So right. didn't really prime you for that question, but I know yeah. you interact with it every day. So can for you sure. talk about what that's like? Yeah. So starting at Soapbox, I know that one of our biggest things is 
you know, diversity. We're going to present the client with at least 50% of diversity. And so it didn't really click in my mind until I was working on a campaign with Nick and my client service manager kind of came back and was like, we need to make sure that we have at least 50% diversity. Mm -hmm. So now now when I'm vetting or recruiting, Mm -hmm. I have just like a little column for myself that's like, okay, how much Mm -hmm. diversity do we have? Mm Because it's important. I mean, people, just like the new Little Mermaid movie, it's, it's important to show people that look like them, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think even when clients don't prioritize it, because mm-hmm. a lot of clients do, I think mm-hmm. it's important to just show them, hey, we're right. giving you options for everyone. Yeah. And I think what's interesting there is that that's something that we have a little bit of a privilege, if not an advantage. It's kind of like the idea of asking for forgiveness instead of permission. For sure. Um, we love when our clients come to us mm-hmm. with very specific ideas, but if they don't come to us with those asks, we're going to go ahead and push them yeah. um, and maybe get them thinking outside the box and thinking outside of the normal approach to campaigns. So yeah. I think project specialists in particular, you you guys don't always get the limelight, which is why it's fun to have you here literally in the limelight today. <laughs> in the light. <laughs> in the light. Um, because you guys are the ones behind the scenes who are really um, handpicking the right individuals to advance a client's goals. And mm-hmm. that's really fun to see come to life. So I can yeah. imagine you get a huge charge out of that. Oh, I love it. It's fun. So for you, because you interact with all these influencers every single day, yeah. um, who are some of your favorite accounts or influencers to follow? So I have a couple. Okay. Um, <laughs> you look prepared. So <laughs> people that, so Soapbox normally works with micro influencers aside from a handful of campaigns. But mm-hmm. when I think of people that we don't, work with. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of like Jenna Palick. Um, I'm a big fan of there. It's called PB and J and it's these teachers. I've Tell been telling me. everyone in the office okay. about them. And so they, um, actually might be on our NWA maybe oh, possibly. Amazing. Okay. They're so cute. Fourth grade teachers, they so dance fun. and yeah. fashion. And then just a couple of influencers that we work with that are just, I mean, always turning out great content. Yeah. So communicative, great mm-hmm. to work with. I love Brianna Steele. Okay. She's wonderful. This. Yeah. Katie Summers. We'll put all of these in the show notes. So great. Ke- Kelly Tower. I this mean, great. Yes. yeah, they're great. Always great content. They're they're fun to work with. Is that what stands out to you? Is it their content or is it a personal connection or is it an issue in common or something that you love about their life or aesthetic? Yeah, I feel like besides um, really good content, the biggest thing is just the communication, mm-hmm. being responsive, yeah. being dependable. Because um, a lot of our clients come to us with, I mean, timelines that are pretty strict. Right. So when we say, hey, we need you know, right. content by this date. It's like, hey, we actually do need content by yeah. this date. So being communicative is, yeah. I feel like, the biggest thing, reliable. But, I mean, content is a big, yeah, just for sure. like creativity. Yeah. I love seeing it. Seeing it come to life. Yeah. Okay, one last question, because I think you touched on something that has really evolved in this space of influencer marketing, because yeah. it's been around since before we called it influencer marketing. And I think it's really shifted from um, being you know, a brand field to the field of the influencers where they really drive a lot of it and say, well, this is what I expect to be paid. Mm -hmm. These are my parameters. And I think that's been a very interesting evolution. So how do you manage that? And how do you um, pinpoint and kind of look at someone and say, they're going to be great to work with and we're not going to do battle with them. They are going to you know, share our goals and be a delight. Is there something that you see early on that tells you that? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is we're looking at how many followers they have. We're looking at their engagement. We're looking at their pitch, kind of like what Nat said earlier. I mean, it, it shows they're passionate about something or that they 
really want to be on a campaign, no matter the compensation, if mm-hmm. they're giving us those creative ideas yeah. up front. Um, if they are asking for more compensation, which does happen a yeah. lot, I lean on my client service manager yeah. um, a ton. Yeah. And so we kind of figure it out. There's always a little bit of leeway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there, those people that ask for more, if we really want them, if the client really wants them, we're going to yeah. make it happen because- right. I mean, we're going to do the best that we can sure. for the client. Yeah, and I think a lot of times you're making that decision not based on them sort of bullying or saying, right. this is what I think you should pay me, but yeah. kind of really looking at, you know, you're a fit for the product, you're yeah. a fit for the client. It's organic. And, and we know you're going to work hard, yeah, right? So for sure. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for joining. It's Thanks. been fun to have you so here fun. and hear your perspective. Hey, Lauren. Hello. <laughs> I am very excited to have you as kind of the end cap of our conversation with staff today. Why don't you talk about who you are and what you do? Yes. Okay. Well, I am Lauren. I'm our senior client services manager here. I am relatively not new. Everyone's like, I'm relatively new. I'm like, actually, I'm relatively not new. Not new. I've been here about three and a half years-ish, and I've worked on our operations team the whole entire time. Which so, is amazing. Yes, I love it. Am I right? Did you start with us as an intern? I did. Okay. Yes, That's... I was in college, and now I'm not. So <laughs> We're so glad. Yeah. We're graduated, guys. <laughs> so your role is really interesting because I think you started working directly with the influencers and then evolved into this client-facing role and it's been an amazing fit for you. Can you talk a little bit about like how your role today is unique and what you enjoy about it? Yes. So prior to working at Soapbox, I did work at a competitive mm-hmm. influencer house actually. And so I definitely dipped my toes in, you know, what a lot of the girls have talked about working directly mm-hmm. with the influencers, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> love the influencers, but I think I really found that I just love our clients a lot. Um, I worked with our influencers probably about a little under a year, over Mm -hmm. a year-ish. But I love the way that we kind of get to use these influencers as a way to serve our clients. And I think that's what I've found, how rewarding it is just when a client's happy and, you know, there's so many different pieces Mm -hmm. to kind of serving that client. And um, yeah, influencers are kind of the segue to that for me. I think that's really interesting. And I mean, our clients are, I can imagine there's a lot of reward for you because when you take great care of a client, they come back again. And so that's, I mean, that's not an easy path, right? To get a client to the point of this experience was amazing. You did what you said you would do and I want to continue working with you. So what do you do to make that happen on a daily basis? I think it's a lot of personality reading, honestly, between our team and kind of figuring out, you know, what clicks. And I work directly with a lot of our project specialists. So from the point of kickoff, I'm working with someone on our team really closely and a client really closely. And Mm -hmm. so I think I try to kind of read the room at the front end of like, okay, at the end of the day, what's going to make this client really happy? And then how does this project specialist work best with me, with our influencers? Just yeah. just like a lot of moving pieces yeah. there. But I think if I can kind of, you know, hone into those two pieces, mm-hmm. then we're probably going to get to the end goal and it's all going to be great. I love that. So It's a lot of problem solving. Yes. So I'm actually really proud of us because we've been very buttoned up so far. Yes. And normally when you and I get within like four feet of each other, we're both cackling. Yes. Well, now there's a microphone. Right. Like A lot of pressure. A few, yeah. lot of pressure. So I'm like, can't <laughs> I feel like you, um, you have this particular, um, you're very even keel. 
You take amazing care of our clients. And yet on the side, you have this almost comical life (laughs) that constantly has me cracking up. You just like encounter very random things. So on that note, what is the most random thing you've encountered with our influencers, either something ridiculous or funny or unbelievable? Hmm. Okay. So it's kind of hard because there's honestly so many, and I think I encounter (laughs) things with our clients, with our team, you know, like with the influencers, but for some reason I keep thinking about this one instance, (laughs) Emma and I actually were working on a program with the NBA and it was during the holiday season. So holiday season for us, our brains are already like (laughs) just flying around like all over the place. And I remember trying to be even keeled on this kickoff call and just very buttoned up with the client got off and like, okay, yes. Like this is actually a very intricate program. We've got it. Like we can do this. We're going to line out all the details in this influencer brief. Like we are going to have this Walmart, you know, handy install, come out, install all all of these in-ground basketball goals, hoops, whatever. I'm not a sports person, so I don't really know, like still to this day what it was really. Um, Yeah, no. But, um, so we had it lined out in the brief, like handy will come like no worries. Like we are over communicating. They are going to dig this in the ground. Like this is going to be the best dang influencer (laughs) program ever. And so it's about, you know, week out from launch, Handy's on their way out, several snowstorms across the U.S. Like, so we're Mm -hmm. like, but we're going to make it work. We, I kind of look at this brief that I built, actually, (laughs) and I'm looking at the photos of this basketball hoop, and I go, Emma, I don't know, like, I know NBA's looked at this, Walmart's looked at, like, 12 different parties have looked at this. The basketball goal is actually on wheels. Like, the whole thing, we're like, okay, I actually don't even think we need hand. Like, I don't know, but that's just one example. I think there's just always chaos yes. and problem solving, and it always gets worked that's out. true. But I love that you delivered the punchline, like, and it was on wheels. That's fine. Yeah, we're like, okay, perfect. Perfect. So, yeah, Amazing. Naturally. Well, you guys do, I think, um, deal with all of these things, and it's like that analogy of the duck paddling beneath the water, and you don't really see what's going on because... So much of what we do on behalf of our clients is super frenetic. And I think our job is, your job in particular, is to make it look and feel very smooth and seamless for the client. So how do you do that? How do you stay even keel when it feels like everything is going ballistic? So I think (laughs) Nate sometimes says this, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but I think it's something about you know, looking at the forest through the trees, like you're somehow, I think that's, did I butcher it? Did I say it wrong? <laughs> looking at the trees through the forest, I don't really know. It's something. <laughs> keep going. Okay, perfect. I'm just going to keep going. So, <laughs> so it's kind of this idea of, you know, you have to be in the forest, right? Okay. <laughs> You also have to be looking, like you have to be in the trees, but you, have to, <laughs> but you have to be looking at the whole forest as if you're in a helicopter. Okay. And that's the way I think of it. You know, you are so in the weeds on all these details. You have to be all, okay, Beth's crying. It's fine. I'm just going to keep talking. But um, you have, <laughs> this is the effect she always has on me. Yeah. And then I have a hard time finishing my story. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. But pretty much. You know, you're so in the forest, in the trees. (laughs) It's gonna keep going. And then you, it's just kind of the balance between, okay, I'm in the thick of, you know, it, but having to kind of figure out how to 
high level kind of angle, what's going to make the client yeah. happy, success? <laughs> what does that look like? I'm for tracking, them? I promise. Okay. I'm just dead. It's fine. Um, always you bring me to tears. I'm not sure why, but. <laughs> Okay. So I do, I'm going to do my best to bring it back to reality because I think something that you do very well that we were amidst the trees in the forest discussing is that you have really compartmentalized your life in that I think, you know, you work in this chaotic environment and, you know, influencers and agency and all of these things can be extremely fast paced, but I feel like you've chosen a very calm and quiet life, probably because you bring me to tears so frequently. So can you talk a little bit about that and kind of how you move from the workday to home and why you've made some of those choices and how Soapbox has remained part of that? Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm trying to think of a way to kind of succinctly answer it, but I think, you know, working in a chaotic and kind of uh, industry that is always changing and at work, we are always on our laptops, always having to, you know, be Mm -hmm. problem solving. And my brain feels like it's all over the place. Sometimes it's kind of easy to Mm -hmm. turn it off at night. And I don't know. Um, I think just friends and family and other things like that are so fueling to me that work just kind of feels like a part of it and not it. And so I don't know. That's just, I think you manage that really well. And I think it's very interesting, especially for someone of your age to kind of make those conscious decisions. And I say this admiringly, but I I love that literally it's five o'clock you walk out. And I think that is a culture that we've tried to kind of build at Soapbox. We don't want to work our people to death. We want to make sure that you're good time managers and that certainly we hope that we get lots of you during the workday. And then we hope that you walk away and live a separate life. I think you're a great example of that. So plus you keep me laughing. So you get to keep coming back. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Any parting shots, work-life balance tips for our team? (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, no. Just keep an eye on both the forest and the trees. Yeah. Forest trees, you ought to kind of navigate that there. Yeah. (laughs) Parting words for sure. Thanks, Lauren. Of course. Hey, Taylor. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. Okay, so talk a little bit about who you are and what you do at Soapbox. Yes. So I started at Soapbox back in December, so about nine months ago. Okay. Um, I actually started as a project specialist, so I worked directly with the influencers, and now I am on the client services team, so I get to help execute the programs with the project specialist, which is super fun. So fun. And a pretty quick transition, which I think is interesting. So. Talk a little bit about those two roles and the difference and the evolution for you. Yeah. So um, with the project specialist role, um, it was super fun working directly with the influencers, Mm -hmm. um, with my client services manager. She's not here anymore. Um, (laughs) She has departed, yes. (laughs) Um, But it was so fun working with them directly, getting to hear the creative pitches um, was just awesome. And then going to client services, actually hearing um, the ideas of the clients, what their vision is, helping them execute that with the project specialist um, is super fun and fulfilling. So it's, I do think that it was great starting as a project specialist because that helped me, I think, be able to work with my project specialists now a little bit better, understanding their scope of work. Um, But it's been great. I love that. I feel like something that's interesting about you, Taylor, is you've brought kind of a level of calm and an ability (laughs) to kind of um, assess what the client needs and also navigate working with the influencers. And I find, especially in staff meetings, that you just kind of bring a 
um, degree of, again, just calm and kind of looking at what needs to happen and then breaking it down, kind of eating the elephant one bite at a time. So (laughs) can you speak to how that's part of your personality or your work style? Yeah, I have always been more of a shy person. Um, I remember my parents always told me I would like hide behind their legs growing (laughs) up. Um, but yeah, I don't like to, um, talk unless I really know what I'm talking about. So I find Mm -hmm. myself, um, chiming in whenever I'm super confident or passionate Mm -hmm. about something, but I like to hear everything that my coworkers say and kind of just chime off them. But yeah, yeah, I've always been more of a shy person. So I think that just kind of translates into how I am at work. (laughs) I'm proud of you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's no small feat. And for a lot of people, I mean, that is like, it's very overwhelming, even though it's, we have a semi-live studio audience, but they're fairly kind. (laughs) They're all of your co-workers. So talk a little bit about, I think you've done a really neat job of producing some content for Soapbox directly for our own social channels, Mm -hmm. um, as well as doing some TikToks for our clients. So I think that's riveting because you're talking about being a little bit of a fading violet and hiding (laughs) behind your parents and not seeking the limelight, but you're such a stellar content creator. So how do you do that? What do you love about it? Yeah. So Um, when I was a project specialist, I was working with the social media management team, Mm -hmm. um, and great day farms, one of our longest clients, we were kind of wanting to surprise and delight them with something. Um, so obviously TikTok has been a huge platform that's just been growing. And so when I started, they didn't have a TikTok. So I was like, that's a great idea. Like they need a TikTok. Um, even though it is hard boiled eggs, like there's only so many things (laughs) you can do. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, um, we wanted to kind of test and learn with it. So I actually started creating content, which was not anything that I had done before, yeah. um, which was super fun. It was a great learning. Um, but yeah, I just had to be really creative with hard boiled eggs. I was on Pinterest <laughs> and had a, had a lot of help with um, all of our coworkers. So yeah. it was really fun getting to create that content and the mm-hmm. client was really happy with it, which they ended up wanting to like sign on with TikTok from that. And so now we, yeah. So now we do hire out creators to create that content, which is awesome because my creativity (laughs) only goes so far with hard building, but I love that. It was awesome. Yeah. But it's interesting to me because you've just described yourself in this way, but that's some risk taking, right? Yes. So um, you had to raise your hand and say, I have an idea. What mm-hmm. if we did this? Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think it just comes with like being passionate about something because mm-hmm. I do love social media. Um, and I had seen that TikTok. I mean, everyone is on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it would be fun to try something new, especially with kind of a niche client mm-hmm. and that trusts us with their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it would be fun to try something new. Yeah. And, it went great. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Well, and I think we, we hope for that from our influencers, from our creators mm-hmm. as well. We kind of, I think one of the neat things about how we're structured is that we're looking to this vast audience across the U S and saying, what would you try? Yeah. What do you think would be neat? What's mm-hmm. the trend and what could we do differently? And you have to kind of, you and others on our team have to be a little bit ahead of that mm-hmm. in trying to find those things and just sort of throw them against the wall and see yeah. if they stick. Yeah, so exactly. I think it's neat that you were willing to do that yourself as yeah. well. So you brought something else up uh, a couple of times just in our brief conversation around your coworkers. Mm-hmm. And I think you seem to really lean on and I think thrive in the environment here. And I'm proud that we have a team that is so supportive of one another. So can you talk a little bit about that and what that's been like for you, what you've experienced? At yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the culture who you're surrounded with every day. I mean, just even outside of work, it 
translates a lot into your personality and just like happiness, everything like that. So it's really great to be surrounded by people that are super driven, passionate. Mm -hmm. And it's also awesome. Um, just working with so many people that work differently, mm-hmm. especially for me, I like to kind of just sit and yeah. listen and hear everyone out. Um, so I feel like I've picked up on a lot of mm-hmm. things that my coworkers um, enjoy, like the, how they talk to clients, how mm-hmm. they talk to influencers and kind of just break that down into what yeah. works for me. I think that's neat because you're, I mean, you're obviously a listener and a learner, mm-hmm. and I think those are really critical in any business role, whether yes. you're in sales or client service, I think, you know, as much as I enjoy talking, yeah. we are doing it. I think the more that we can listen and also yeah. read the room, as mm-hmm. Lauren mentioned, and kind of pick up on body language, that's where we're going to thrive yes. and take good care of people if we can kind of see what they need out of a situation. Exactly. So I love that you've come so quickly out of college into that. Yes. So what has that been like? Because you've jumped into, I think, a really interesting field straight yes. out of school. Yeah. So after college, I did do a little, or during college too, I did do a little bit of an internship with a um, aesthetics company and I started their social media for them. Okay. So that was a huge learning. Um, and it really taught me that I want to work with social media just because it is so fast paced. Mm-hmm. It is changing. It's always evolving um, and something that every brand and company needs. Yeah. Um, so I coming out of college, I was like, this is something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be able to do for a long time and I'm passionate yeah. about. So I love that. Um, it's interesting because I'm now, you know, I always joke that I'm the elderly person in the room because I've been in social media so long. <laughs> and I remember when this started, people were like, uh, that's going to be a yeah. little bit of a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably not going to be around. And, you know, here we are. I mean, honestly, 15 years later yeah. with a lot of this. So it's fun to hear you talk about something that, you know, it's a field that has some longevity for you. If you had tips going back to someone in your shoes, maybe a freshman or a sophomore in college thinking about this field, what would you tell them? I would say to get, get knowledge and as much of the social media field as possible. So not even just following Mm -hmm. like influencers or YouTubers or anything, but kind of diving in yourself to the realm. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I am shy. I do not like to like post (laughs) myself, Um, but even getting like an internship or helping a friend out with content creation or anything like that, getting the experience Mm -hmm. to be able to go into a role with social media would probably be my biggest tip. So I think my last question for you, um, I think you're interesting because you keep describing yourself this way, but you're also definitely a risk taker. And I know when we were looking at some changes to our own soapbox social platforms, you were falling on your sword to keep that as part of your job description. (laughs) Not that we wanted to take it from you. We were just kind of thinking about how we manage things. And um, as much as you've, again, described yourself as being shy or fading violet, <laughs> you were very vehement that you wanted to keep that. Yes. So can you talk about how you've maybe cultivated that ability to speak up for yourself yes. in something that's not comfortable for you? Yeah, I, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I think, again, just having confidence in what you're doing. I know I'm a hard worker. I know I listen to people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, again, being passionate. Like I love Soapbox. It's a great company. And being able to translate our work, mm-hmm. um, future work, just our culture mm-hmm. on Instagram is something I was passionate about. I was begging you yeah. to stay <laughs> you on the Soapbox like, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, It's so fun and I really yeah. love it. So it was just something I was passionate about. And yeah. 
it's just fun to kind of create new, um, not trends, but just new like series mm-hmm. um, and things like that, which yeah. is always fun. So, well, what stood out, I think, to me is, and it always stands out to me when someone on our team is very passionate about something and says, no, I want this. Let me keep it. It's like, say less. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a no-brainer, mm-hmm. right? If you want to do it and you're yeah. excited and passionate about it. And I think that translates to our influencers because we're going to see it in their work. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I love that. Yeah. Well, we're really glad and grateful to have you as part of the team. Thank you. Thanks for joining. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>